Welcome to another episode of Small Talk No More. I've got a very exciting guest with me today. It's Javier Lopez from Medium. Hola, Javier. Hola, how are you? Thank you for inviting me. I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, so just to start with, can you tell us who Javier is, what you do, and what makes you so special? So, well, I wouldn't say special, but I, I'm Javier Lopez. I'm the business development uh, director uh, for Miden. Um, I've been living in the UK for 28 years, almost now. So longer than wow. I, I live in my uh, original Madrid. And, and for Miden, I've been working for them for 16 years now, so a long time. And I'm responsible for development, sales development in the UK, Spain, Israel. Australia, English-speaking Africa, and Central America. So it's really kind of a wide <laughs> territory. And, and that's what wow. I do. It's like all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so to start with, we're going to do a really quick game with quick questions, uh, short answers, and just to get to know you and what you like. And yeah, for everyone just to get a glimpse of who Javier is. So... I'm going to put a timer. Uh, let's try and stick to about 30 seconds to run through all of these questions. So okay. I'll set this up. Okay, so we've got 30 seconds. Question number one is, what's your favorite song or album? Uh, probably Disintegration by The Cure. Okay, and name a movie you would like to watch alone or, or a movie that you like watching alone usually. Uh, probably Cinema Paradiso, because I cry at the end, so there won't people see me crying every time at the end. <laughs> and uh, tell us a movie that you like watching with other people. Uh, any of Pedro Almodovar's movies. They're, they're great to watch with people. Okay, any in particular? Uh, I, love, I like all of them, but probably Talk to Her is my favourite. Cool. Okay. And uh, tell us, what's your favorite ice cream fa flavor? Uh, probably a very Spanish <laughs> one is rum and raisins. So, with rum a bit of alcohol on it. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's your least favorite song by Britney Spears? Uh, I have to say, I don't like any of them. <laughs> but probably the least favorite, I don't know the title, but it's the one she thinks about not being a girl and not being a woman or something like that, or not, not being just a girl or not, and still not a woman. I don't know, something like that. But I, I don't remember the title, but probably. Okay. A bit controversy like here for any any Britney Spears fan. <laughs> there's going to be some controversy there. <laughs> and uh, recommend a book. Uh, probably will be Lost in the Times of Cholera by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Okay. He's my favorite writer, so and that's my favorite book. And um, where would you like to retire? Uh, nowhere specific, but somewhere sunny and by the sea. So like every other uh, British people <laughs> who retires. <laughs> Marvella. <laughs> Definitely not Marvella. It's a bit more Spanish, but yeah, it's still by the sea. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to the uh, main section and the important chat. Uh, we're we're going to get a little bit more serious, which is um, let's find out what's going on in the events industry. So like we know Meetup is an amazing conference that um, lots of businesses look forward to going in the summer in France. So um, can you tell us what's been the impact? Um, obviously, we can make assumptions, but what's been the impact for large event um, large-scale events, and in particular to medium? Um, I think it's something that nobody was expecting. So even if we had a couple of months and since the news broke out in, in, in China about the situation, and I don't think anybody was really kind of um, thinking that we're going to be in the situation we are nowadays. So, so yeah, the impact was very huge. As soon as all the countries started um, um, banning a congregation of people and large events and, and of course, starting affecting uh, concerts, festivals, and then, of course, also conferences and events, uh, trade shows. Um, it's a huge uh, industry. I think sometimes people don't realize how, how big it is. Um, and for us at then. Um, in the beginning, we were thinking we'll try to make it happen if we can, but very quickly it was clear it wasn't going to happen. And so we, it was um, kind of uh, postponed or cancelled until 2021, next year. And well, we're going to have our 50th anniversary, so, so that's going to be a big one for us in Cannes. But in the meantime, we needed to do something else and, and we came up with them with a medium digital edition that I can tell you a bit more about it later you won't um, okay. but yeah in general we would all have to work from home suddenly um, the event we have been planning for months and months is not happening so for any events company that becomes like a, a, a big issue um, and you have to start so were, were you prepared for this were you were you prepared for like sending everyone at home and you know keep stuff going and you know communicating between each other was that something that you think that was quite it, was, easy it, it wasn't really really prepared we haven't really tried that um, before um, mm-hmm. and but clearly actually when the whole crisis started and already in february we had like a day company day where we all work from home already um precisely yeah. to, to test the waters um but i think very quickly everybody has um, um, got used to to the idea of, of being at home. The technology allows you things that it was unthinkable uh, just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use um, commonly available softwares and we don't have anything specific. We just, um, as a company, we use um, certain um, software. Um, but yeah, it means we can all join and, and work together. And it could be from the New York office or any other office and, and no, that, that hasn't been, I think it's something that everybody has realized that mm, also you can work from remotely from home much more than we thought we could um, nowadays. Mm. Cool. And um, is there anything in particular that has been um, more, uh, that has suffered more uh, within your teams? So I don't know, say for example, you had a team that would go, to other countries traveling uh, to try and get new people joining Medium, or ha- what has been the, the biggest challenge um, during that time? I, I mind, yeah, in myself on the on the business development and sales. Of course, I'm in, even in February. My last trip was to to Africa, to Nigeria, and to 
South Africa. So we were doing mm-hmm. big presentations for the industry there, very well attended and with concerts and, and things. So, uh, and that's something you cannot really... Uh, it's much more difficult doing it from here, especially to reach people um, and, and talk to them and explain to them face-to-face what Midden is preparing and, and why the Africa is an important territory for, for the Midden clients and the music industry in general. Mm. So those trips um, really help and, and, and stuff. Nowadays, of course, we are doing some of those presentations remotely um, to people, mm-hmm. um, but that was a big um, it's definitely, it, it changes things a lot, um, that's for sure. And then I imagine also it's the kind of the logistics teams. And even for events, we have other events, no music, but other events that we're having at the end of the year. That we are hoping, of course, that they're still going to go ahead. And, mm. But those teams and operations and, and facilities, they need to go to on-site to check any new works or any changes to the layouts of the venues. And even hotels, if they have been refurbished, uh, we need to check those refurbishments to see how they are going to affect um, the yeah. events we, we run there. And those people cannot travel to, to check those things. Everything is, is they've been sent photos or whatever, but it's definitely not the same. So I think those are the most challenging yeah. parts of, of, of the job. Just the actual physical setup for future um, events. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, what was um, how how was the the change of um, of the offering? So you know, I, I guess you you had a lot of pre sales um, done uh, ahead of of medium, but then now you had to change everything, and now um, you know people are going to be going online. So are you are you like how have you managed to retain all these people how how do you tell them oh we're going to do it online how how was that process uh, so the process was um, as soon as we have to cancel we internally of course we have a, we created a very special system of refunds and credits and and things like that so many people um, or most people i would say have transferred their registrations to next year to 2021 um, because okay. they're, they're still planning to come, so so that was a, a good surprise. And lots of the stands, or most of the stands, actually have transferred to next year. Um, and because there's still people, I think knows the next year they're going to be need to be there. But in the meantime, it was very important for us to to still show support for the industry and, and stuff. And, and I'm talking about media, but this will be for any event and any industry. Yeah. They you need to show you're still there for them um, because we are part of the industry. We are a big, big key part of, of whatever industry, in our case, it's the music industry. Um, so we wanted to do something. Um, so we announced we're launching the, the Medium Digital Edition. Um, and that's what we are working on. It's going to happen on the same dates as the original Medium was going to happen in, from the 2nd to the 5th of June. Mm-hmm. But the idea is to to make it even more accessible to everybody. So, so we told our clients, look, uh, your registration in, in, goes for next year, um, but every, anybody can can access the the medium digital. That was a big decision for us, and we thought it would be the the, the perfect moment to do that. Uh, mainly because it means people first, nobody can travel at the moment, so everybody can can access this content mm. and, and, and different information we're going to be setting up in the platform. Uh, but also people who has never even been to medium before uh, to an event, and they always wonder. And what it was all about and, and everything. So we are going to give okay. them a, a taste of what even like Medan is, 
uh, with lots of keynotes and, and, and information and the Medium Lab competition that we still run for startups and mm. a lot of artists' performances. So, but this, I think for those people, it's going to be really, really useful. And um, if you are in, in Colombia or in, you are in, say, Nigeria or, yeah. or Kenya or other territories, many of them, especially the younger artists, managers, uh, and industry people couldn't really travel uh, to Medan. So for them, it's an opportunity mm. to, to access um, the wealth of information and resources and, and really up-to-date um, um, info for them to help them in, to develop their career. And um, what has been the difference um, for subscribers? So say, for example, um, last year you had 5,000, 8,000 people attending. What, what's been... The difference now that you're offering this digital version of, of the conference? Uh, we don't know yet because we are only going to open the, um, okay. the registration uh, on the 25th of May, so a, a week before the event. Oh, we, just, we thought that would be because the idea, that, again, I might know that other events probably will, will be interesting or not. Our idea is that mm. when people register uh, the, the whole um, timetable of all of them. The content that we are going to be displaying daily on the on the platform mm -hmm. will be there, so people can, from the moment they are raised, and they can start setting up their own agendas in their outlooks or in the okay. in, in, in the calendars. And so it will be a very kind of practical. We also aware that nobody's going to stay for eight hours in front of the computer yeah. watching something. So, but to give people flexibility and a choice of what they want to watch and when. Uh, I think that's the main mm. thing. So, so that's what we are aiming to, to do. So, but again, it's a learning process. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, of course, we, we we are aware that certain things will work very well. Other things, perhaps, not so much. But, but we will do it all with with a lot of passion and and, and, and effort, and, and we hope that it will all work. Okay, and um, I just want to wrap up this main set of questions by asking you. What was a you know a key challenge that uh, you used to have before um, the pandemic? So you know whether it was trying to get more companies sponsoring or more uh, new uh, startups uh, joining um, for showcasing of the networking or whatever it was. Um, what was a challenge before the pandemic, and what would be a challenge now? Uh, and also after lockdown restrictions have been lifted? I think the the basic um, structure of events and, and the way people take place. And so the main challenge, of course, before it was to, to be able to exhibit. And so mm -hmm. to get as many exhibitors as possible and everything. Um, at the moment, it's in, in a digital edition, you don't exhibit per se, it's not a, a, the right word. And so companies mm -hmm. need to find different visibility angles or, or branding or, or different kind of ways of, of um, giving the content um, on, on the platform and for, for clients to, to see what they are offering. So that's the biggest challenge is to transfer that physical uh, and things. So, so the challenge that was before uh, to, to get as many exhibitors as possible, for example, in event sponsors. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the moment, online, the sponsors are easier. The digital advertising, mm -hmm. of course, is, is easier. Suddenly, is what everybody wants to do um, because mm -hmm. everybody's going to be on the platform. It's, 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 it's the, all the eyes are in one place. So, so yeah. suddenly, all, all, all those 
kind of uh, opportunities than before. They were not the top top priority for the people. They were focusing mm -hmm. more on the on the physical presence on on site. Uh, suddenly, they are really interested, and, and and also because through a click through you can direct people to your own website and your own content. Um, so, so that's been and the, yeah, the and main I think challenge. that me measuring this, yeah, so me measuring this sort of promotion now will be much. I mean, it will attract more people. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, definitely. It's, so, it's, it's what it is. We're noticing in that part. It's, it's a big, big increase on, on people, and, and also, hmm. is that it's, it's a need of people to to be out there to uh, to be interacting with the industry. Um, mm. You've been working for a year or two years in launching new service or, or something. Uh, you're really desperate at the moment for eyeballs on on, on your product mm. and on your content. So, yeah. so I mind the digital media. We hope it's going to help people to kind of to reach a wider audience. So, I just want to wrap up uh, our chat with some advice from you. So, essentially, all I would like to to know is your top three tips for businesses whose new business strategy largely depends on events like Medium and they cannot really attend physically anymore. Yes, so I think that the first one will be to keep engaging in, with us. I think um, within companies like, like Medium, but as I said, it applies to all the events, uh, companies, whatever your sector mm. it is. Uh, sometimes uh, I don't think the clients have seen us um, as, as partners in general and they need to start seeing us as a partner and um, because we can mm. help them to to kind of to develop the, the the message as well so i think the first thing will be to keep engaged with us in the whole year so the digital event but then we have huge social media uh, followers um, as, as companies uh, we do a lot mm. of um, uh, blog posts and newsletters so there's a lot of ways you can engage with with us um, and we can help you reach a big audience um, with white papers, for example, and, and research that can be useful. So, so it's always good to, to kind of talk to us and, and we can see how we can um, help you to, to, to develop and, mm -hmm. and, and have the new business in out there. I think that would be the, the first one. The second one will be uh, used as well this time and all the digital um, time we're having now uh, to prepare for the following year's editions, again, of Miden or any, anything else you're preparing for. Uh, normally, the, the events we run should be seen as, as the conclusion to a campaign of business development, mm -hmm. of uh, contact with clients, of market research, and to get it really right. And then when you get to the event, that's the culmination. And when you really uh, kind of um, close all your deals there, uh, that's when things work the best. Um, of course, in many occasions, you start the contact there and then you follow it up later. But the ones, by mm. my experience, the companies who have the best is the ones who have been working for for on a lead uh, to the event uh, and now we have that opportunity companies should be now working and, and really on, on what they're going to plan to for next year early on and, and really have a proper plan mm. so that will be my kind of my second thing and the third one will be to share with us what companies need from events like me or any other event sometimes uh, with clients 
come out to me with an idea, I would think, oh my God, why did I not think that before? <laughs> what does it company? Um, because sometimes we try to think about all the needs our clients may have, but we are not on their shoes and, and we don't know exactly what the needs are. And so sometimes clients come to me and, and say, oh, by the way, I'm really struggling with this or that or to reach in this market or, or, or stuff. I was thinking that if, if you could offer me access to, to this type of buyer or this type of um, or managers or, or brands or, or whatever, mm. um, it would be really helpful. And of course, sometimes we, we say, oh my God, that's a great idea. And if we can do it, we will always be in putting because the happier our clients are, then the happier we will all be and, and the longer they will be as loyal clients with us. So, so we always try to go beyond um, our duty to help those clients to, with their businesses because it's in our own interest. So, so I would say that's the third point, just to, to share with us the needs and, and see how we can help. Cool. Okay. So use Medium as your partner, make sure that you plan ahead and you're prepared for the next one. And of course, be honest and speak to people. If, if you ask for help, that's how people can help you. Definitely. For sure. Amazing. Well, um, that's everything. Thank you so much, Javier. Um, I hope that the new launch of the digital version goes well. So where can people can register for this? So it will be from the 25th of May on Medium.com on our website. Mm -hmm. and, and people just can go there and, and stuff. And they will see, we'll do a lot of big PR and social media as well. So you, and so you will see us everywhere. But yeah, you just go to Medium.com. That will be from the 25th of May. You will be able to raise that for free. Cool. Amazing. So free Medium. So it's an amazing opportunity. Don't miss it out. Uh, thanks so much, Javier. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. We'll see you next time for another episode of uh, Small Talk No More. See you later.